May the words of my mouth and the thoughts and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I first of all want to say that it's a great privilege for me to have been asked to actually, well, it says give a reflection. Uh, I'm a Baptist, so it's a sermon. Um, but it, it is a privilege and a joy because part of, in part of my role over a number of years now is to have been involved with Camborne Church from before even any buildings were up, as in the planning stages the church, the ecumenical council sought to be ready and to engage with the necessity of helping a community be built here, a true community, not simply buildings but people. And that's very much been at the heart of what Camborne Church has been doing. It's been a very real privilege to be engaged in that uh, as chair presently of the local advisory group. Uh, And I want to, in a way, to thank the people in that group because they put a lot of work into Campbell and into actually seeing that Matthew came here. And to thank the folk who are part of Shared Churches Ely, which is the body that sort of oversees, looks after the buildings, at least technically. Uh, Jeff Cook is the chair of that who's been very much involved in seeing that the human church, as it were, has a home that it can offer hospitality in. And uh, so uh, it's, it's a joy to, to be doing what I'm doing tonight. Uh, Bishop Stephen did say to me that he hoped that there would be a good Baptist sermon tonight, although then he went on to talk about the length of it, um, <laughs> which made me worry a little because I recently came across a quotation by Mark Twain where he was referring to a preacher he knew whose sermons he said what they lacked in depth they made up for in length. (laughs) I just wondered whether that was quite what was being expected of me. In a sense what I I need to say to you today is, is something that the church here knows already and which it has already celebrated but Therefore, I'm, in a sense, teaching my grandmother to suck eggs. So if you feel that this is something you already know, okay. But I think God wants you to hear it again, all right? When God calls. that uh, The passage from Samuel was one chosen by Matthew. When I saw it, I thought, what on earth am I supposed to be saying about this? But clearly, what we have seen is that God has called Matthew here. Um, lovely picture of him there. Uh, that, no, it's not Sarah, is it? No, yeah. Um, um, no, no, I'm very short-sighted. I'm sorry. I do apologise. I do apologise. But what happens now is the critical thing. We've gone through the process of, 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 of seeing the minister come, the process of making profiles, of thinking, of praying, of praying regularly that the Lord's will be done, and we've seen it done. Well, what do we do now? Well... Still God is saying to us that he has things for us to do. Still God is calling. And what we have to do is continue to expect God to call his people into whatever he has for them. You've made a very good start, obviously, because you've been listening to God. And Matthew is here, and we're very pleased about that. And that means that you need, first and foremost, to simply have the confidence that God's not stopped now that God has not decided you can now scoot off and do this on your own. But to have the confidence to continue to expect to hear from him, to expect to have your expectations moulded by him, your plans moderated by him, your, well, all that you are to be stirred by him. Paul in Ephesians talks about the fact we have a calling 
to serve God, all God's people have, and to do that in humility. And that's an important, perhaps an important point to remember just now. We're celebrating. We're happy. We're full of the triumphal spirit of the kingdom of God. There's always a little bit of a danger in that, that we begin to think that's us who've done it. And humility is there to remind us that, well, no, it's actually God who's been doing it. But we need to continue to listen to him with the humility that says we need to hear your call, Lord. We need to hear your voice. We need to know what you're doing in order that the joy that there is in this day might be something that continues and grows indeed in the life of what the church is going to do here. So I want to encourage the church to continue to faithfully seek God in what you're about. Expect him to do something. You'll excuse this. Quotation from uh, uh, a well-known Baptist missionary whose name is escaping me, Robin, so tell me quickly. William Carey, that's it. Thank you very much. Just to show that I am human. Um, Who once said, expect great things from God attempt great things for God. The expectation that God engages with his people, the expectation that God loves this world of his and desperately wants it to be made whole, yearns for it to be a place where peace and gladness and righteousness and wholeness dwells. That's what he wants. We should expect to see that and therefore attempt whatever we might do that will see that happen. Even though the attempting might seem to be a big thing, even though it might seem to be something we can't really anticipate happening, God has a way of surprising us then. God has a way of bringing things about that we'd never really quite expected because that's his nature. He is the God of surprises and the God of great things and the God of good things. But where do we go next then? Having expecting God to call, what do we now do? Well, I think we still need to do a little bit more learning, though, about how God is going to do this for us. Samuel discovered that it could take a little bit of time, (laughs) at least a few hours through the night. To understand what God wants is not necessarily, and very rarely, a sudden flash of inspiration, though those can help often. But it is often something which requires us to spend time, time in prayer, time with God's word, time simply allowing God to soak into our consciousness and into our hearts and into our very characters what he wants of us, who he is. But Paul is clear that we need to also recognise this is something we don't do alone. We've already said that, it's been part of this service, that what's going on here is a partnership. And it's not just a partnership between lay and non-lay, it's a partnership with all of us. Because God has given to his church a range of gifts, a range of people as gifts and a range of individual gifts in people. That when those are brought together, then we begin to discern what God is about. Then we begin to sense the direction he's giving to a church or an individual or whatever it is he wants to do. It's not surprising that this is the case. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. God became flesh in Jesus Christ and walked amongst us to show us that it is potentially, it is possible, to hear God, to work with God, and to follow God. And so, pay attention to him. We've got to listen to him, to attend to what God is saying. I go back again, perhaps, to the issue of prayer. Uh, Baptist's prayer 
is a bit on the activist side. Um, our team of, of regional ministers, we have a, uh, a, someone who does non-managerial supervision with us, who's an Anglican priest, in fact. And on one occasion I was sharing a situation where there was a situation with a particular minister that I, I, I was uneasy about. I couldn't quite work out what was going on. And, uh, and our supervisor sort of looked at me and he said, um, have you reflected in prayer on this? And I thought, oh dear. I'd thrown prayers at it, because that's what Baptists do, isn't it, Robbie? We tend to pray that things change, that things happen. We throw prayers at things. What we're not so good on is that reflective and contemplative prayer that's absolutely vital to come into God's presence and to, be, to begin to sense where his heart is. And that's what I, I strongly believe this church needs to grow in. You already do it, of course you do. But keep doing that. Keep paying attention to what God is doing in the hearts and minds of you here, but also out there in this community, because you are called to serve it as only a church can. And indeed, just keep listening, therefore, when God does call. Keep listening as you have done. Samuel found that and went to see Eli so that he could determine with him what God was wanting to say. You need to do the same with one another. And can I just say to you, please, what you need to hear from one another is not, peop- not your enthusiasms, not your doctrinal quirks, not the shapes of your character, not your need to be accepted or rejected, not your suppressed desires, all of those can pop out, you know, so easily in a community when we're seeking to find God's way. Focus it always back on seeking God and being determined to hear from him and to discover God's will being made clear for you in Jesus Christ. Indeed, in a, many, in a sense, that's the test very often. That really is the test. What I sense, what I feel, what I want to do, does that seem like Jesus? Does that fit with his character? Does that fit with his nature revealed in the scriptures? Because if it doesn't, don't do it. Really don't do it. The picture of the body that Paul uses in Ephesians again comes to the fore. We do need one another in this great quest of service and of ministry and all the rest of it. There is a sense in which we need to come and submit to one another in this process. There are are no experts when it comes to determining the will of God, really and truly. Some are a bit better at it than others. They usually tend to be in monasteries. But having said that, all are called together to seek what God wants. And the way we do that is, well, Paul speaks about speaking the truth in love with one another. We're different, varied people. We'll come with different perspectives. And that's why we need to do that in love because otherwise we might well fall apart. But it's a case of speaking what we understand, what we perceive in love. Uh, And by the way, speaking the truth in love is not what sometimes it means where a brother or sister comes beside you and puts their arm around you and says, I just want to tell you something in love. Because then they usually put the boot in. (laughs) That's not what it means. It's speaking out of our own hearts, submitting to one another, that what I think and feel may be of God, but it may not be. But in love we can discover what it might be and where God wants us to be as we open ourselves up to his word.
Well then, where to next? Well, you're going to find that out. I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) Sorry about that. No, definitely not going to tell you at all. But I want you to say is keep looking for it. There are great things to still happen in the church. Wonderful things have happened. But there is more yet. And you'll find it as you listen to God in humility. You'll find it in your mutual submission to one another. You will find it because at the end of the day, Christ is the head of this church, this local expression of the worldwide church of which he is the head. And so he will lead it. He will. Sometimes he leads us kicking and screaming. (laughs) Let it be that he will lead us with glad hearts, though. Because there is yet more to happen here than we have seen. We've enjoyed and the experience of looking for a new minister. Uh, I was a little bit worried, actually, to hear that the offering, retired offering, was going for mission projects. Bearing in mind the previous minister of this church is now director of mission in the diocese. <laughs> I thought they were... And I think, can I just say from the rest of us, we think it's a good one. So. <laughs> but that, I suppose, is the point. God's people are sent into the world to see that world come to the fullness it can in Jesus Christ. We are sent by God to engage in his mission, to engage in his work, to engage in what he's about. And we simply need to put our hearts and minds to the listening, to the call that he'll continue to give to be his people and see his kingdom come. Let's pray. Let's be quiet for just a few moments, reflecting on what God may have said through the words we've heard, but what he may say now to our own hearts, applying to us what he said through his word.